And good afternoon and welcome to the Women's Show. I'm Deb Anderson here with you until 2 o'clock with the finest in music performed by women. And we've just listened to brand new music, brand new debut album from Mary Lou Fulton. Um, it's called We'll Tell Stories. And started off with the ballad of Swaki. <laughs> um, and that is from We'll Tell Stories, and that is a true story, and I'm sure we'll talk about it here in a couple minutes with Mary Lou. Then we heard The Red, White, and Blue, and that's the remix that just came out as a single and ended with Come Along, also from We'll Tell Stories from Mary Lou Fulton. And Mary Lou, I, I've listened to your whole album, and it's great. It is so great. It's so uh, out there. Uh, talking about real issues and, and, and people's lives, and I just love that you, that's what you're doing music about. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. I'm so grateful to be with you today and, and thankful for all you've been doing for so many years to oh. uh, shine a light on the music that women are making. Really, really good work. Thank you. Oh, well, it it all makes sense for me, and, and it comes to fruition when I get to talk to somebody like you who um, just put out this album while well, it was back in October 2021, and it is your debut album. And um, I, before that, you weren't doing music, were you? Well, you know, the seeds of my musical life were uh, were planted, I think, a long time ago with my dad, who was a local musician where I grew up on the border in Arizona. Um, and so I was surrounded by music. I sang in choirs. I worked as a journalist mm. and a writer for many years. And then a few years ago, in my 50s, I decided, what if I put all that together and start writing music of my own? Um, and I really took to it. I really loved it. And I'm just so excited and, and grateful uh, to have had the opportunity to make an album um, and that I've gotten such good feedback on it. Well, you've got it. Tremendous feedback on it. You're in the top 15 in the FAI folk charts uh, with this release. Um, and it's really, it's really great uh, because it's uh, it's going back to that great protest music of, of people. Oh, actually, people are doing it. Ray Zaragoza is talking about real issues that matter to people, the pipeline and the murder of indigenous women. You are talking about... Uh, uh, stories about real stories. The song that I started with, the Ballad of Swake, is a, a true story. It is. Um, I am uh, was raised in a bilingual, bicultural household. My mother is an immigrant from Mexico, and um, my dad, whom I mentioned, uh, met her actually through playing, sitting in with some mariachi musicians in a border town, hmm. um, and so. She ended up living in that town because she was displaced from the village where my family had lived for generations called Swaki. It was um, an agricultural village where, you know, I've heard so many stories over the years of the beautiful life that my family lived there, living in community, living off the land until one day um, the government showed up and said, mm -hmm. we're building a dam mm -hmm. and this town is going to be destroyed wow. and everyone has to leave um, and so that story of what happened in the town, um, and also uh, what what it what it the trauma that it caused for my family and so many others, I thought was very important. Not only because I don't want that story to die with mm -hmm. my elders, but because the story of displacement is a story of today. 
there are so many people in America and around the world who are being displaced from their homes through no fault of their own, through wars, through Mm. gentrification, through projects like this. And I think it's so important to remember that home isn't just where you live. It's your life. It's your community. Uh, It's everything that you know in the case of my family. And I think the pain of that is still very much with my family uh, even 60 years later. Oh, I bet. And your mother did say, and you did quote this in the song, to remember is to, to live. That's what my grandmother always told me, uh, recordar es vivir, and that as long as we tell the stories and keep the memories alive, uh, we will um, be part of that tradition of oral history, of, of keeping um, this, this life and this uh, era still you know, with us. And in the video, my dad went down there before the village was destroyed, actually, to ask for my mom's hand in marriage and took home movies. And so in the music video, I was able to, um, you know, have them digitized and incorporate scenes from the old village in the video. So you can actually see what it was like to live there. And then sadly, also see the aftermath, because um, once in a great while, when the uh, waters recede, uh, the, the town is now at the bottom of a lake where a lot of Americans go to fish for bass. When the waters recede, you can see the church steeple. It's like Atlantis. And the cemetery, the you know, all the remains of the town are still there. Uh, and there's also in the video uh, footage of what it looks like today to see this eerie uh, remains of this beautiful village that um, I'm sorry I was ne- never able to see, but I hope I'm, I'm helping to keep the memory alive. Well, indeed you are. And uh, on your website, you actually uh, have a blog and you have a photo of the church steeple when the water yes. was lower. Yes, it's very um, it's very eerie and sad, but I do think it's important to face the truth of, of what happens to people and places that don't have the power to fight back uh, for their for their communities. And, and to remember that we, we have to keep doing that. Uh, we don't have to. I would like to think that if that happened today, we would have a different response as um, many more indigenous people in Mexico are organizing to uh, say, no, that's not mm. acceptable. We will not allow our communities to be sacrificed in the name of progress because it's not progress for us. Oh, indeed. And that was back in 1964. Well, indeed. You- you named your album Wheel Tell Stories, and that's truly what you do with this album, isn't it? It is. I've been a storyteller uh, my whole life. I have been a writer and a journalist, um, and then in recent years, I began directing my writing towards social justice, working in philanthropy and for social justice organizations. But I think the story is just such a fundamental thing as a uh, for us as human beings. It's how we... Um, share what has happened and more importantly what it means we can list facts all day long and we see many (laughs) a lot of evidence in our society today that uh, a list of facts doesn't get us too far but when you Mm -hmm. have a compelling story when you can really um, we can connect as human beings through this experience I do think there's a possibility for change uh, for thought for reflection Um, And that's what the theme of my album is. There's stories from my own life, my family, um, personal stories, and also 
political stories about the world that we live in and um, and how uh, I hope we can continue to make it a better place. Well, you um, do find some common ground in your stories, and that's really want to bring people together. But you also talk about really important events like January 6th, and the, the new single is on, well, the original song is on the album, which is uh, red, the red, white, and blue, but then you remixed it um, and recently released a single. Um, why did you redo that? Well, I wanted to... Um she lifted up uh, in connection with the one-year anniversary of, of January 6th, a horrible, tragic event. Um, and I wanted to um, just kind of give it some more energy in a new hmm. arrangement that um, I hope would feel um, uplifting because I do <clears throat> believe that we need some new patriotic music for our times. Um, you know, our national anthem was written in a very different era. Our nation today is in a different place mm-hmm. where democracy is under threat and under siege. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create, I think, a more hopeful, energetic version of the song that um, I hope would inspire people to want to fight for our democracy. It really is uh, the foundation of our country it's not doing well right now, mm-hmm. um, and but I think that even though it's imperfect, it still gives us the possibility of a better future, of a multiracial society that is more just and more, um, uh, you know, connected. And I hope that songs like the Red, White, and Blue remind us of what's possible, and also encourage us to stand up against um, injustice and all of the people who are trying to undermine the very thing that's at the core of this country for their own self-interest. Well, it is definitely upbeat, and it's very positive, and and it really brings across the point, and I really, really like the remix that you did. Uh, Thank you. other thing that you did was that you've got a couple versions, both in English and in Spanish, and uh, that was an obvious uh, reason you did that. Well, I grew up, uh, as I said, in a bilingual, bicultural household, speaking English and Spanish. And so for me, it was very natural to want to um, create music that reflected uh, that part of my life. And so the Ballad of Swaki is, I have a version that is bilingual and also a version entirely in Spanish. I also included um, a bilingual uh, cover of the traditional folk song, Sylvie, which a lot of people uh, no from Lead Belly. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a couple of reasons. One, I want to recognize and honor that I'm part of a folk tradition that has gone on for a long time. I'm proud to be part of that lineage and to stand on the shoulders of protest singers and others who have been, um, you know, writing music for social change for a long time. But also, Sylvie has always reminded me of my own family because Sylvie, of course, Uh, as Leadbelly told the story, was uh, about an enslaved man working in the fields waiting for uh, his woman to bring him a little water once in a while. Mm -hmm. And my uh, my family worked in the fields also. They were farm workers in Arizona and California. And I wanted to um, make some connections across time uh, to from the the field workers of yesterday and the field workers of today. Uh, who are predominantly Spanish-speaking, 
and recognize that common ground and also just um, remind us of the humanity of the people who pick the food that we eat and often take for granted um, that they are out there working for us and also um, are deserving of our respect and support. Well, do you think there's uh, enough uh, Latino, uh, Mexican, uh, Hispanic singers that are out there doing social justice music? Or do you feel like you're breaking ground? Well, I know there's Ray Zaragoza, an indigenous singer. Um, uh, Rihanna Giddens, uh, I know you know of and uh, uh, honor. And Joan Baez, of course, had a Mexican uh, uh, father. Um, but do you, how do you feel about uh, the role of uh, other uh, bilingual or uh, Hispanic uh, singers uh, putting uh, talking about issues like you are? Well, I'm really proud to be part of that tradition, and of course, I love all of all three of the women you you mentioned, and big fans of their music. Um, I think there is uh, continues to be a lot of protest music that is in Spanish. So if you, um, you know, reflect on, you know, what happened recently in Cuba with the uprisings or in Chile with uh, women who are being disappeared, there have been many powerful uh, female singers in particular who are um, singing that music. I think what I'm bringing that's a little bit different is a bilingual approach Mm. that recognizes that in um, our, you know, certainly in the West, but across the country, you know, we are we are not an English-only country anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have um, many people who speak many different languages, and I think that's a beautiful thing, something to be celebrated, and something that should be reflected in our in our music. and And I think it is going to be uh, more and more. I think in folk music, in particular, there has not been um, a lot of it. Of course, I mean, we think of uh, Woody Guthrie and Desaparecidos when he wrote that famous and incredible song about farm workers who um, were killed in a, in a plane crash um, and re- yeah, and recited their names. But, um, you know, there, there hasn't been a lot of that kind of music and I'm hoping uh, that there will be more of it. And I'm really encouraged by the fact that the, my, the songs that were played most on the radio from my album were my bilingual songs. Hmm. I didn't know if there frankly, would be um, an audience for that kind of music in traditional folk, you know, kind of uh, venues. But I'm pleased to say that uh, that there is. And so that has really given me encouragement to want to write more bilingual music and, of course, more political music as well. Well, I... Indeed, and I, I really love your bilingual uh, interpretation. Certainly, I was struck by Sylvie. I thought it was a beautiful rendition of that song, and I've heard it before. Um, and I almost played Thank it uh, today, but and then I thought, well, I want to do some of your, just the songs that you have written. And you, um, are you are you still writing songs? Are you, are you constantly uh, coming up with new ideas and thinking about a new album? I am writing some new music, um, and... Uh, you know, putting out an album, it was I, it was a big learning experience for me as the first time I, mm. I had done this sort of thing. And it requires a, a certain part of your brain to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to focus on that <laughs> kind of promotional part, um, which is not my favorite part. Uh, you know, I love the music. And so I'm glad now to, to be turning my attention in the new year to some new 
um, songs. And I'm really, I really find myself thinking about the theme of forgiveness and um, in a world in which there are, are so many things that um, are sometimes unforgivable, how, how do we make our way, mm. right? How do we forgive ourselves? How do we forgive others? How do we get beyond the pain and the hurt and the resentment to that uh, better place, even even in the dark darker times, some of which we're living through now? So that theme is just sort of in me right now. And uh, I have a couple of songs in progress that, that connect with that idea. Well, Mary Lou Fulton, uh, so great to uh, talk to you today. Uh, the album's called We'll Tell Stories. Um, and it, do you have a title for your new album? Are you really actually, I, do you have a timeline when you're going to do it? I know this album that you did, We'll Tell Stories, it was produced by a, a pretty well-known producer out in L.A., Yes, uh, Rob Seals, who's also my uh, incredible songwriter himself and, and mentor to me and great producer. Um, and I'm just continuing to workshop music this mm. year and um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, I feel that there's, um, it's sort of intuitive, right? You mm-hmm. sort of know when you're on the right track and when you're ready. And so I would say I'm not ready yet. To release mm-hmm. another album, uh, but I'm getting there, and I look forward to it, and um, and you know just continuing to look for opportunities to connect with people through music and tell stories and help um, others feel maybe a little bit less alone in the world uh, through some of what I can do. Well, you have this wonderful website, and you do like to connect with people. You with your blog, um, you you have quite a few discussions going on in your website yeah well thank you and i uh, welcome uh you know feedback and opportunities to connect with with everyone with all of your listeners through my website at marylewfulton.com and also on my social media mm. at music by mary lou so you'll find me there and uh sharing some song fragments and ideas and musings and all of the <laughs> um kind of things that you know run through our our minds as we <laughs> we think of how we can tell stories and, and be of service in the world. Well, uh, you named this album so appropriately, We'll Tell Stories, um, and I'm just really looking forward to your next project and uh, about forgiveness, uh, whatever your theme is, because uh, obviously this is a very thematic album that you put out with We'll Tell Stories. It really flows together so well. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. Um, kind of wind it down here. Um, I'm going to kind of end with a song that I kind of wanted to start with, but I thought, well, I just posted the video. It's called N- Not Going Back. Uh, tell me a little bit mm-hmm. about that song. Oh, this song is so special to me. This is the very first song that I ever released. Um, one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, and mm. it, um, I wrote it while Trump was president because I got really sick and tired of people talking about the good old days and make America great again. And thinking back to those times that really weren't so great for women, they weren't so great for immigrants like my mom and people Mm -hmm. of color and the kind of fake nostalgia for that time, uh, I just thought needed to be called out. And so Mm -hmm. I wrote a song uh, called not going back. That was all about that theme and reminding us 
that the good old days weren't so good uh, for many people. (laughs) And so, you know, the promise of America has always been about moving forward, about trying to create a better and more just future. And so that's what Not Going Back is about. And I was um, astonished that (laughs) Not Going Back won um, a National Songs for Social Change contest, my oh, very I first did. song. Indeed. Uh, and so um, that uh, was a, a tremendous honor and for me really emboldened me to, and uh, gave me the confidence to want to keep writing. Because when you're, you know, my path to songwriting um, has not been traditional one. You know, I'm in my 50s. I didn't start writing songs until a few years ago. And, you know, to sort of dive into the music industry at a, you know, as a late bloomer, I I really didn't know what was going to happen or even if I had any talent at all or Mm. was, you know, that my music would, would mean anything to anybody. And so to receive, um, validation through that, uh, contest and, and through opportunities to talk with people like you, it just means the world to me Mm. because I don't take it for granted. You know, it was not, um, I haven't, I haven't been on this sort of linear path to, uh, to songwriting. It's just something I felt compelled to do. Um, and that was, that I just wanted to do in my life. And I thought, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it out there. You're mm. scared to death. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the second most scary thing is that people are going to say bad things about your music, that mm. you're no good. And, you know, and the worst possible outcome is that somebody that you hear nothing at all (laughs) you know that you put all this time and effort into making music and that nobody hears it or that it doesn't really connect and so for me this process has has been so uh, fulfilling and uplifting and reminding me and I hope others that it's never too late to start a new chapter of your life you can always try there's always there are always going to be people out there who are going to hear you and connect with you. It might not be, you know, I'm not the top of the pop charts and that's never what I wanted to be. But just knowing that I was able to make that connection through my music, um, that just means the world to me. That was my goal. Uh, And so I feel just so grateful to have had the opportunity to do that. Um, And now I want to keep going. Uh, And I, I hope anyone else out there who has that impulse we'll give it a try as well. (laughs) Well, that is very encouraging, and you are certainly a success story, Mary Lou Fulton. Brand new album, uh, We'll Tell Stories, and we're going to go out with Not Going Back. Great song. It just reminds me of the good days. I grew up with women's music, uh, and that was the music I played back in the 70s when I was doing radio. All the great Holly Near and all the... And still, the tradition carries on the protests. I mean, there's always these issues. We always we always have to fight. I mean, there's always we something. All, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, so, Mary Lou, uh, by the way, your name is the same as my mother's, so I have special fondness for you right there. Just <laughs> that you're my mother's name. There's not that many people I know anymore named Mary Lou, but if you're ever in Lincoln, please, please come let me know and come down the studio and play your music in the studio. That would be so great. I would love to. Thank you for that invitation. I hope to take you up on that, and I thank you again for the the chance to talk today. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, me too. Mary Lou Fulton here on The Women's Show. We're going to play Not Going Back. It's from her brand new debut album uh, and the beginning of many more albums from Mary Lou Fulton, and it is Not Going Back here on The Women's Show.